we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you on assessments over this design. All right, people, it's myself, Mr. B, R-O-T-P-O-D, and I'm here live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, just depending on when you're listening, today, tomorrow, next week, however. But every week we're trying to bring you the latest in gaming, tech, uh, endorsements, all that good stuff that we've been talking about the last few episodes. On the other lines, we got, who do we got? We got Tim, a.k.a. Yeah, Dog What's of up? Days. What's up, buddy? Same old. Same old? Same old, same old, my friend. Same old. Who else we got? Who else we got? Jill is here. Jill from Jill the Photog is here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we got a uh, we got another guy. He's a gamer. He's always on Twitter. Who who who, who do we have? That's you, Chris. That's uh, me. Sorry. Yeah. Voluted <laughs> joke is the name. Voluted Joker. All right. Yes, and that's sir. your that's your Twitter handle, right? That's my Twitter, PSN, Xbox, everything. All right. And for Jill and Tim, it's the same old. Uh, everything's on the website, the links, the Twitter handles, Instagram, Facebook, everything. We're, we're everywhere. We're, I got, we're everywhere, right, guys? That's right. Always networking. Always Forever networking. Forever. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Yeah, this, this week we probably got into some gaming, we probably watched some movies, we probably got into some comics, we probably got a few uh, endorsements, probably took a few pictures, shared a few pictures, all that stuff, but as we've been trying to promote and promote it quite a bit, we have our special guest, he's um, Tim, Tim, Tim actually got a hold of him and they were talking with each other and Tim actually did all the work on this, so... Appreciate the work, Tim. Glad to have him on this podcast. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, but I cannot take all the credit. All right. The man came to me and said, hey, you want to do a podcast? I said, hell yeah. And that's how it all started. So I can only take a little bit of credit on All right. <laughs> so tonight's episode, we got a novel comic writer, author, creator, Jay Sandlin. How you doing, buddy? Hey, great to be here, guys. Thanks for that awesome intro. One of my favorite intros. <laughs> one of the best. One of the best movies of all time from another writer there. Yeah, it's just, it's always still on TV too. Every time you like on the weekends. That's a movie I can always watch, or movies, I guess, and that includes Rocky Five. Uh, I can still watch that one in a pinch. Um, the the most recent ones, Rocky uh, Balboa and Creed. I even enjoyed that too, but. Yeah, um, great intro. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. We were just talking before the show about what we were all doing, and I was hanging at Chuck E. Cheese tonight before I made it out. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Getting on that we were getting some gaming on at Chuck E. Cheese. It's actually, they've got a great game that teaches kids how to drive. Uh, they've got the racing games, so I mean... You could call it hand-eye coordination, but I just try not to think about the germs going and passing between the kids. Well, shit, that'd be good for the rest of America. Like, we'd learn how to drive. Yeah, if we'd all learn how to drive, I know, right? Go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, there's one my son plays. He never stops playing it, but it's like a truck driver um, replica game. Like, you get inside the little truck, you drive it, there's a screen with the road, and you can reach up and pull the horn, you can do the <laughs> blinker, you can do the... Um, 
the, the wipers. He loves it all. And uh, I don't know if it's going to help him or not, but he seems to want to play it nonstop. I probably put about 50 bucks in that thing. Wow. Yeah, when you, when you go to those places and they have those um, big, big arcade games, especially like uh, like those shooting games where you're actually holding the gun, they, they tend they to... They have those. Yeah, they have the Alien game, um, you know, from the Alien movies is still hanging around Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, the, that, that, the Die Hard games, like the, in the if we're talking the arcade cabinets where you actually hold the gun, um, those were ones I played for just hours at a time. I probably pumped tons of quarters in those. And yes, holding the gun was a great part of the experience. You would always want to play the game with the gun, and of course it would take like four quarters. Quarters? You're talking you know, back in the day, huh? Well, I mean, at Chuck E. Cheese, every game is one token. Yeah. You so, know what the best was about those games, though, is when they had the little kickback. Yeah, recoil. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was the best. They vibrated a little bit. Yep. That was it felt, it felt like a true champ shooting that gun. Oh, heck yeah, that vintage Rumble Pack technology <laughs> in the 90s. Hashtag Rumble Pack. Rumble Pack. <laughs> Hashtag what, what? <laughs> what, what? Hey, you can't forget about uh, Terminator 2. That's that's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Can't forget about it. I had a friend that didn't realize that movie was the second in the in the series. He thought that there it was the first one, and he thought it was called Terminator 2 because it had two Terminators in it. <laughs> I love the facial expression of Jay. <laughs> it's like every over like dumbass. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> he got the face palm, definitely the face palm. Actually, I think I let him just go on believing that for a while because it was <laughs> much simpler, huh? Yeah, yeah. Then sometime you got to show him the first Terminator that rocks his world. And although I don't even know if the first Terminator exists anymore, I think it's been retconned somehow. Uh, I, I stopped keeping up with it around the time of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. And um, has, any, has anybody ever called you Jay Sandler? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if if I was making, like, really bad movies, I think I'm a better writer <laughs> than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that'd be awesome if they called me that back in 1999. Um, I remember, like, I was in sixth grade. I was 12, and I was trying to go see The Waterboy, me and my friend. That was what I wanted to do for my birthday that year. Or no, it was his birthday, because I was not 13 yet. Anyway, they wouldn't let us in. They like, we don't think you're 13 years old, you can't go see the water boy. My, my dad had to buy us tickets and sneak us in, so... I'll always respect Adam Sandler, because I snuck into the water boy. Yeah. <laughs> at age 12. Alright, the first real question, and then after that, you guys, uh, you guys probably have questions also, but the first real question is, what is a novel comic? Well, it's a company. Uh, it's my company. The Novel Comics LLC is my publishing company that I started. Uh, it's my brand. It's like my Marvel. It's like my DC Comics or my Dark Horse. Uh, it's a shared universe of characters in an alternate timeline uh, because I am a historian. I'm at the University of North Alabama uh, working on my MA in history. Go Lions. Nice. And, and I'm taking my two favorite things. I took history and I took superheroes. I put them together. I, I got a cast of characters and I've got an ongoing series. Uh, so the novel comics is the imprint where all these stories will take place. Uh, the first volume was just released. Uh, it's been two months now. Uh, it's, and it's not a comic book. That's some confusion that people have had. Okay, it's, okay. Uh, it's actually a novel. It's a 500-page book. Uh, but the novel comics is meant to kind of capture, you know, the superhero theme in the literary formats. 
Okay, I think the best the best explanation you gave was uh, it's your it's your DC it's your it's your Marvel, and that's the, yeah that's, absolutely that's, that's a good way to look at it. Absolutely, I put another one out there, so there's another brand out there that they could, you know, milk and make hundreds of movies about, and just you know, <laughs> put me in cameos and all of those. <laughs> are you gonna have um, one of those uh, sneak peeks from the for the next the next movie or next book at the end of your? Uh, well, at the end of my book, so I, I call my chapters issues, um, and at the last issue called Lost Cities and Shapes, I take it. And I do leave it on a cliffhanger. Uh, there's not really a preview of the next one because I got to know what the hell is going to happen next. But uh, there, it leaves it on a cliffhanger, and it does say, you know, these characters will return. Um, I, I give supplementary material. It's got a glossary of terms. It's got uh, a map. Uh, character descriptions and trading cards uh, are actually going to be in the second edition coming out. So check it out. It's on Amazon, uh, paperback or ebook format, whatever you prefer. Um, alternate history with superheroes uh, takes place in an alternate universe where, you know, I'm kind of a jerk. I kill off America in the first issue in the first <laughs> chapter. America is kind of my red shirt. They get taken down by this uh, empire called the Reich. They're uh, a group of superheroes from the other side of the pond. They come over and take us over in America. And then we jump forward ten years later, and you find that America's been reduced to a place called the Remnant States, and life is pretty tough in the Remnant. But we go from spot to spot throughout the issues. We go to Des Moines, Chicago, uh, the Gulf of Mexico, and then uh, you know, just you don't know what's going to happen next. Do you use uh, Earth as as the way it is, like the continents, all the names? Yes. You keep them the same way. Okay. Well, now that being said, uh, the, the 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 boundaries have been redrawn, and you can see some of that in my uh, maps in the beginning of the of the of the volume. And I think you'll find in Europe as we go on that a lot of Europe's been redrawn. Europe is mainly an empire called Reichmania now. It's being dominated by the worst of the outbreak babies. You remember back in the early 20th century, they had uh, the baby boomers, right? In my timeline, we have the outbreak baby boomers. It was the outbreak of a certain number of citizens that had superpowers. Uh, they came on the scene, and the Reich, much like the Nazis, believed in eugenics, survival of the fittest, and utilizing the superpowers into a weapon, which they then used to basically run over the rest of the world. Pretty good. Yeah, I hope you check it out sometime. Uh, like I said, it's on e it's on uh, Amazon exclusively. It's got the paperback and it's got the uh, electronic copy. And uh, yeah, I, so far it's gotten uh, some good reviews so far. I haven't uh, got to check out your um, the Outbreak Muni yet, the one I've been sharing, the one we've been sharing, posting, promoting. But um, I think when I read it, I'm gonna probably get it through um, Amazon's. Um, what was their subscription service called? Prime. Prime. You can get it on Amazon Prime. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's actually and it's free on Kindle Unlimited. I don't know if you're a big reader or not, but you can get it for free there. Um, otherwise, the ebook's ninety nine cents. Uh, I like paperbacks a little bit more actually. It's kind of interesting. They give you more when you're doing the other side of things, the publishing. You, you find out that paperbacks give you more options. You can use different fonts. Uh, different formats. Ebooks are actually kind of limiting, so I was glad for the versatility of the paperback. What about special paper? 
Special paper, I went with cream colored. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Wanted to have a rustic look on it. I don't know about special papers. I mean, if, if you want to take my book and start rolling it up in that kind of special paper, I, I, might, uh, I, I might take issue with that, man. I don't know unless you're unless you're unless you're sharing. Is that why? Is that why the price is so high? <laughs> I, hey, I priced it as low as they would let me. Yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, your your book is um, what is it, ten? Yeah, you can get the paperback for eleven ninety nine. Uh, it's about five hundred pages, six by nine copy. I got a see it, see it blown up right here. And uh, these are some of my main characters. You've got uh, this guy in the back. I get a lot of questions about. His name is Clockwork. He's part of a group called the. Yeah, he's part of a group called the Made Men. Those are a group that are along with the Outbreak Babies. They are trying to protect the world. Through ingenuity, so they build these big power armors. There's good ones and bad ones. They like to square off. Word up there, yeah. We got the dragon. We've got uh, the buccaneer. This is kind of my main hero. He's got heat vision behind his patch where he lost his eye patch at one time. Uh, he lost his eye. And uh, now when you lift the eye patch, you get some heat vision coming out. It's going to make it awkward on the blind date he goes on <laughs> in issue two. <laughs> but, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> that's life for you <coughs> pretty good I like that little poster thanks that's the cover uh, that was that was done by JD and J designs on uh, you can find them on their website JD and J.com or on uh, on Twitter as well they did a great job and real easy to work with pretty good since we're on the topic of, of talking about the book and Amazon um, I got a quick question is is there any way that I don't want to buy it on Amazon? I'd rather get it from you signed. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to send it. Well, I'd love to send it to you signed. It is exclusively on Amazon. That's where I um, am signed with them exclusively for the time being. But uh, get a copy and just uh, I'll get you my address. And when you're done, send it to me and I'll just send it right back to you. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you. I think yeah, I'll, that's I, easy. I think I'll grab one of those posters and send it to you. I'll send it with a poster too. Yeah, the posters are. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I can I can send you the digital of the poster. Uh, I just kind of print them off. But yeah, I'll send you a signed copy. Just get me your, uh, or I'll get you my address. You get me the copy. I'll sign it and send it back. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. <laughs> I'll yeah. have a maybe in the future. I'll have a better mechanism for that. I'll leave the poster up in the studio here. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, put me with Angry Birds. So if you Angry can, Birds. if you can sign the poster too. Yeah. Easy. I'll get it all framed and hang it up here. <laughs> that's easy. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. The posters cost like a few cents to print, so that's no problem. Cool. I've been sending out a few of those. <laughs> Pretty good. Love to have it hanging in my studio. Yeah, a big part of the book was just a question, and I kind of pose this question to everybody. It's like, if superpowers existed, if we lived in a world where the video games we played or the comic books we read were real... What would the world leaders, the tyrants, the dictators do to the people, to the outbreak babies that have these powers? Uh, we get a worst-case scenario. We get a group of small people trying to make the best of their situation. And at the end of the day, I don't know if we could say things would be any better or different. Um, there's a group in the book called The Shapers who are mad scientists who are constantly trying to manipulate the superpowers of the outbreak babies and turn them into weapons. Um, I really, I believe the same thing would happen here in our world, no question. Are there, um, are there characters from what influenced you for this book 
that kind of will you will you recognize some of them? I don't know. I mean, you would definitely recognize the superpowers. I mean, there's only so many superpowers to go around. Um, one of my characters on the cover by the name of Atlas, the guy in the uh, overalls with the, the gloves on, looks like he's boxing. Um, Atlas, you could compare to John Henry a lot. Uh, John Henry, the story of the man that raced the steam engine. Or uh, Jack Johnson, the first um, African American heavyweight champion back in the 1900s. Uh, you could think of, he, he was a boxer as well, so you could probably compare it there. Also, you know, there's the same superpowers and vulnerability, super strength, flight. You'll you'll see all that. When you when you showed us a picture of the guy with the eye patch, the first the first character I thought of was a uh, Cyclops from X Men. Yeah, that's a good thought. I, I got him in custom Funko as well. Oh. <laughs> That's he's got awesome. the, he's got the patch. He's got the hook. Um, yeah, Cyclops. Uh, one, th- I, I like Cyclops, but um, Cyclops uses a concussive force with his eye laser. Uh, mine is definitely heat, so it was a bit more like Superman in that regard. I probably went with Superman's heat vision more than Cyclops, but uh, I can see what you're saying. I'm a big fan of Cyclops. Um, he's also a leader, and uh, Buccaneer. That character is a bit of a leader as well, but kind of a reluctant one. He's more of a loner. Pretty good. Almost looks like uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character. I can't yeah. think of his name at the moment. What's his name? Jeff Nick Fury? Oh, Fury. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, he looked like Nick Fury a little bit, no? The patch, the black coat. He says no. <laughs> oh, oh, the black. Oh, oh, the Funko. Yeah, well, he doesn't. Act, yeah, I guess you could say that. I, I was thinking more of the skin tones, I guess. Samuel L. Jackson's probably 6'2, six, 6'3. I don't know. Buccaneers about five foot nine, five foot ten. So I don't really, I don't think of that much uh, together. But yeah, definitely the eye patch, the black coat. See, he wears the black suit on his dates. They make fun of him. They say that he looks like he's going to a funeral, but it's the only suit that he can afford because um, everybody that lives in the remnant states is pretty poor. When, the, when, the when they starts, when they when they ask him that question, he should say, um, "I'm going to your funeral." Oh, pull out a gun. <laughs> why would he need a gun he's just got his eye patch just pull it up and vaporize <laughs> yeah, yeah. the whole way through your face it's a distraction he holds up the gun and then lifts up his eye patch <laughs> nobody knows what happened hey I might write that that's pretty good <laughs> this direction it's like I've got a gun I yeah I like that, that. <laughs> I like uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk royalties yes <laughs> we'll talk royalties <laughs> definitely I've liked your. I've, I've liked looking at your photos, Jill, on Twitter. Thank you. Yeah. Very much. Did you get to do anything new this week with um, with your website, Jill? Yes, I, uh, actually, yeah, completely redid my website. Um, I <clears throat> recently went out and I was taking <clears throat> pictures of a sunrise, and when I went to post them on my website, I didn't. They. I have too many different. I guess genres of things that I like to photograph, and so when they were all together on the front page, they it just didn't mesh well together. So I have more of like a slideshow now, so you can see each one individually without being like, oh, a sunrise, but then there's some like weird abandoned building over here, and they don't really go well together. So what the hell? It's kind of makes it a little bit easier to look at. Cool. And they say the best times are. Uh take photographs is sunrise and sunset yes well today's the, and today's the longest day yep. right yes it is 
today. When she's not stepping on baby seals. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> I didn't step on him. No, he scared I the hell out of me, okay? <laughs> I didn't know it was there, and I leaned down to take a picture of this boat with the sunrise, and I, I looked back to check my footing because I was pretty close to stepping off the edge, and I looked down and I was like, holy shit, there's a, there's a baby seal, like tiny, it was smaller than my cat, baby seal, and I was like, wow. okay, well, where is its parents because I'm about to die, like, <laughs> I was horrified. He was sleeping though, so... Like how, how big how 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 big was how big was it? Um, no, he was smaller than the cat. It's smaller than a cat. That's a three foot cat. <laughs> I'd say my folks is at least two feet. <laughs> he, was, well, he was probably like I guess two feet. Was this a hey, seal fetus actually? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they came that small. I thought they were born like kind of seal sized. Seal sized. <laughs> I mean, like a giraffe is six feet when it's born, you know. Oh yeah, we watched that one too. April. You can't step on a baby giraffe, though. He'll step on. He'll step on. He'll step on you. And I was gonna say, uh, Tim. I was gonna say, there's a there's a seal and going going across to the door in back of you. I say you guys yeah. brought it. You guys brought it home. Yeah, I did. So that's a pet now. What? <laughs> Yeah, I let, it, I let it slap around on the hardwood floors. You hear it? Ooh, ooh. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be weird, though. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's legal. I mean, I don't know. Probably not. It's probably one of those exotic it's animal things. We don't have monkeys either, but we see people with those all the time. Spider monkeys, you can know. Spider those monkeys. Those things are nasty, though. Not recommended. <laughs> no, it's not recommended, trust me. My buddy had one. Those things are nasty. <laughs> I didn't know the details on that. I, I'm not an animal guy. Excuse me. You don't like animals? I'm really allergic. Um, you know, I've, I, I, we're gonna we're planning a joke. My uh, improv troupe. I like to do improv comedy as well. And I've got this like really cheap hazmat suit. We're gonna go shoot a video like that. We went to volunteer at the animal shelter, but I'm gonna show up in the hazmat suit. <laughs> and we're just gonna write allergic to dogs across it, and that'll be. Uh, some kind of gag, you know, that I'm just trying to volunteer while wearing the hazmat suit. Um, I got that off Amazon, too. That was also eligible for Prime. <laughs> <laughs> just like my book, $10. Yeah, that's right. Huh? And, and the hazmat suit was about a dollar cheaper. I was like, man, I need to raise my prices. Yeah. <laughs> it's $11.99. Promoting, just endorsing, everybody helping out each other. And the one good thing that happened this week... Um, Tim, Tim got to. Uh, he has he has uh, great news. He's getting. Um, how can I explain this? Uh, we all shared it. We all promoted. We all retweeted. We all did everything to 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 help him out. So Tim, why don't you tell us about what's going on with you? Well, uh, I got um. So far, I got three sponsors, and I got probably another two on the way this week. So give about five sponsors in a week. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so now I'm trying to uh, network all that too on top of everything else. So the plate just gets bigger and bigger. Way to go, man! Thank you. The plate's not getting bigger. The food on the plate is getting the bigger. Food, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fish is like flopping. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, even uh, even Jay was uh, helping helping with the retweeting and sharing. So that was pretty 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 cool of him. Send me anything. I'm always happy to share uh, whatever you got going on. 
and uh, you know, retweet, retweet. That's right. It is about the networking and the sharing. That's how I've met a lot of great friends while I've been on this book tour. Um, it's pretty cool, good and bad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll just stay with the good right now. Yeah, just the good. Hey, all good here. All good here. But no, I was really looking forward to coming on the show and retweeting. But congrats on the sponsors. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Everybody loves gaming, so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I the sponsors all come from from networking. It all comes from the social media. Like you can game all day long, but if you're not putting yourself out there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere that anybody reads anything, it's really true. You're not going to get anything. You you can't just sit at home and play games on, and you can't just stream games without net. It's all about networking. About ninety five percent. Yes, sir. And Rapod, how about you now? You know, why don't while we're on this topic here of me, why don't you? Explain the situation that we both became in two days apart. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I also got um, sponsored by Boss Boxes as well. And you just get a discount with um, with whatever, how would you say, a uh, box that you purchase. Right, Tim? Yeah, um, they're all different. Uh, there's PC months, Xbox one months, PS4 months. Um, right now, I think they're the June is PC month, I believe. Yeah. Um, Blue Joker will in a couple of minutes he'll he'll tell us a little bit more because he actually purchased one. Awesome. Um, he um he went on there and I believe it is PC June right? It is. Yep. Okay. Um. So what it is is they basically um they tell you what you're gonna get. They handpick everything, put them in like what are those called spinners? Fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. Oh gosh. My three-year-old, my three-year-old knows what a fidget spinner is. Oh, oh that's too. Oh, it's a troll. Fidget spinner. Can I get a fidget spinner? I was like, no. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Shut oh, up. Do that once more. Can I get a fidget spinner? <laughs> How much are your fidget spinners? Like he's really trying to sound it out, enunciate it. <laughs> And, and I should just probably buy him one, but I'm like, no, he has so much crap that he already just throws around and forgets about. And it looks a little bit, you know, I, I did martial arts for years, but it looks a little bit like a shuriken to me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the fidget spinner is just a ninja conspiracy to have well-placed weapons when they up, <laughs> when the uprising comes. Yeah, the kids usually hurt themselves with the damn thing, so. I don't know. <laughs> I do. My kids have them. I was going to ask kids had any, yeah. Yeah, they got tons of them here. Um, so June looks like it's more like it's got Star Wars cards packet. That'd be right up Jay's alley. Heck yeah. Um, I'm not going to go down the whole list of what's in it, but it's got like headset hangers. It's got um, a gaming mouse pad. Yeah, <laughs> a little bobble. Um, it's got Battlefield Hardline badges. Um, it's got a gaming poster. So it comes with a lot of gaming stuff. Um, I did see on one of them... I don't remember what month was that. Um, hold on a second, guys. One of them came with a Call of Duty glass. Um, that might be the Pro Box. Is that the, the Pro Box, Chris? I think it's the Ultimate. All right, yeah, the Ultimate Pro Box, I believe. Yes, Ultimate. I'm looking right at it. Ultimate Pro Game. Okay, so it, um, Chris, once yeah, it comes with the Infinite Warfare glass. Yep. And um, comes, it comes with, with an Xbox One controller case, and it's got grips and all that stuff and stickers, and so it comes with. Depending on what is for the month, it comes with all different kinds of stuff. 
um, and they're fairly reasonable priced. Um, I mean, Chris, what did you pick for yours, and what box did you get? I did the May Xbox version, and it was uh, $23, and then I used your code, and it gave a few bucks off of that. Yeah, yeah. And you got what, Maze, was it? Maze, yep. The Xbox One? Maze, yes. Now, I'm unfamiliar with this. Is this a subscription, or do you just buy it box by box? You can buy it box by box. There's no subscription to it, because it all depends on what you like, because some months you might say, uh, that's not for me. And then oh. some months, um, in some months you might really like most of the box, so... So you know what's in the box in the first place. Yeah, if you go under, um, AJ, you got the computer right in front of you, right? Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Go on to um, bossboxes.store. No, I was just saying that I like the sound of that because that's distinct from like Loot Crate or Smuggler's Bounty when it's just a crapshoot. Yeah. And there's, there's like an obligation to buy. That's neat. Yeah, I'll check that out. Thanks. Some of them do have a mystery gift as well, Steve. It says, yeah, it says pick your box, we build your box, and you unbox greatness. Well, I'm all into Pop Funko. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like what it says here for June, especially the Star Wars card packet, uh, mystery item, mouse pad. Of course, I'd have to hide the fidget spinner for my son, uh, for my <laughs> son. But, yeah, that's that's some pretty cool stuff. I'll definitely spread that around. And it's kind of cool, too, because once you get, um, once you get the, uh, what am I looking for for word? Not endorsement. Sponsorship. Sponsorship. Thank you. God, it tastes horrible. Once you get the sponsorship, um, you choose your own, um, so you get 10% off, so you get to choose your own promotional code. So, like mine is capital G's, lowercase o, capital G, 10. And the one I chose was um, uh, Rotpot 10, R-O-T-P-O-D 10, so so you could use either one. I was just saving that. (laughs) (laughs) It's fairly easy to... um, Pick up on people's promotional codes, and it's easy to remember. Sweet. Sweet deal, bruh. You yeah, had bruh. At, you, had, you had me at Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. And um, I don't know if the listeners noticed, but we don't have... Um, what's that guy's name on? What's that guy's name again? Big Oliva. Oh, yeah. The, the big guy. He's not, he's not here this week, so I don't know where he's at. I think he's... Uh, Delivering pizzas or something? I wish he was. He ran to my house for free. Yeah. So, um, but this uh, we're just gonna take a few minutes and uh, ask uh, our other guest, Voluted Joker, what what he's what he's up to on the on the interwebs. The interwebs, not much. Uh, no no discount codes or anything like Tim. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did see Wonder Woman this week. Oh yeah. That's that's about the highlight of my week. Oh, look, he's got it. Oh, look at that. I had a great time on Twitter talking about uh, Wonder Woman. My question I posed, and I'll pose it to you guys. If the Wonder Woman major motion picture had been made in the 90s, who would have played the title role? In the 90s? In the yeah. 90s. My, our, our favorite time in the 90s. We had Nirvana, Parachute Pants, Angel- Seinfeld and Friends. Angelina Jolie? Angelina, that she was mentioned. Yep. How, how old is China? Well, China, how, China, China would have China would have fit the nineties perfectly. Okay. Um, 
I, you know, I'd have to say that, like, while she definitely has the strength of an Amazon, I think she lacks a bit of the softness and kind of the approachability that you see in Wonder Woman, which Gay Godot had perfectly, in my opinion. Uh, I loved her. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it once already. I probably need to take my wife back to see it again because she loves Wonder Woman. Um, the winner of the poll was Sandra Bullock for the '90s. Wow, Sandra uh, Bullock. I, well, I would over, not have said that. No, well, well over 50%. Um, other suggestions were Courtney Cox, Nev Campbell, um, Angelina, and then lots for Lucy Lawless as well. Interesting. Huh. That, that, I would never guess like 90% of those. <laughs> no. No, I, I agree with you, though. China, that was a good call. Well, when you said jo- Laura Croft, you know. <laughs> Joni, yeah. Joni Laurel, is that her? I think that's her. Yeah, right. I, yeah. Yeah. Joni Laurel. You got to think in the 90s, though, she did not, she hadn't had the plastic surgery she had by like the later days when she was, you know, a little bit more camera worthy. I, I don't think a movie screen would have been kind to Joni Lauder back then, but um, she definitely had the muscles going on. They were kind of me. Yeah. Allegedly. If I had seen it. And have you ever heard her speak? She talks with kind of like, her voice was really kind of wimpy sounding, like if she ever got a chance to speak. It's Yeah, it's very deep. I actually met her in Triple H Gold's Gym in uh, Manchester, Tim. Yeah. They went there once. They they actually were there a lot, and I actually met them there. I met them at the Rockin' M Mall. Did you? Yeah. China? You met Uh, China? China and Triple H. The Rock. How about The Rock? Never met him. <laughs> He's still right. Well, did did you say anything to China and Triple H or have a comment? No, there, there was so many people there. It was a grand opening for Gold's Gym. Oh, okay. And I got it. They, they walked by hundreds of us to get in. It was So, were they a couple at the time? Yes. Ah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if for it, me, it was. If it was official or, you know, just a stage thing, I'm, I don't remember. No, they were definitely an official couple. Um, they had, a, they lived together, I mean, off and on the road. Well, I don't know when it started. but Right, when I saw them, I don't know if it was real. Yeah. I'll, I'll always love the angle he did where he drugged Stephanie and married her in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the uh, questions I was uh, thinking about, and I actually asked him this um, a couple days ago, was... Uh, uh, your your Twitter handle it, it's it's too long, so when you're trying to retweet or whatever, put your name in it. It takes up all the space, just like Tim's. Why well, he, yeah, yeah. J Sandlin writer was it? Yes, at J just the letter J Sandlin, my last name and writer. What I do. Um, all right, so let's think of some alternatives. I could <laughs> just be J, I, I could just be J Sandlin, but then you don't really know what I do. Um, let, let's give our best alternate Twitter handles for me. Oh man, this is gonna be a good, good game right now. Good job, Rafael. <laughs> <laughs> we could always have at Cornholio. Cornholio. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably already taken. Yeah, no, I just every time he tells me the same thing, I just say yeah, okay, and I just, <laughs> I got nothing. I need TP <laughs> or hashtag I need TP for my bunghole. Yeah, that'd be the long to go. <laughs> That would be a little longer, so okay, that would defeat the purpose. Got it. <laughs> I could always just go like I, I could make it harder on you and uh, change my name, and just my handle could be at the artist formerly known as Jay Sandlin Writer. <laughs> I like that one better. 
and then you would have like negative one every time <laughs> you are about to type something. <laughs> I hate those. If your handle was exactly 141 characters, you're going to piss everybody off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or really just shoot yourself in the foot, I guess, because nobody can tag you in anything. No. That's what sucks, though. Like, I, I When I first started doing Twitter, I could not stand that, because like if you had something to say, you can't like get anybody on that piece. And you know what? Yeah, let me be really real about that. No joking aside, Twitter has been helpful for writing. Because uh, Shakespeare said it, that brevity is the soul of wit. And when I wrote my first draft of the book, I was uh, I had betas who um, gave me feedback, and a lot of it was constructive criticism. you got to have that in writing. And something they told me was uh, there's just a lot of exposition. It's really talk-heavy, really wordy. Um so I gave myself a challenge. I went through the book, and any bit of dialogue I had that was maybe three or four lines, I would say, how can I make this one line or one and a half lines? And if you read your favorite books, that's how the dialogue really is. I went back and looked at some of my, my favorite authors, like Timothy Zahn, uh, Jim Bernheimer, Jim Butcher, uh, Harry Turtledove, some of those. The dialogue is not as heavy because dialogue is just supposed to move the plot along. So Twitter is actually helpful for writers in that regard. I mean, I, I can see that. But I guess for the guys who are not writers, and I'm trying to find, and I'm trying to send out a tweet, and it's like, oh, man, now, like, I have either way I can go here. Even if, yeah. Even if you're not a writer, you can learn to put your thought into the few characters. But it, it does get harder. That's why I like the shortened URLs. Um, that's always helpful. <laughs> we could just <laughs> sorry sorry listeners uh, if uh, on the video we just see uh, Jill Jill just cracking up so I don't know why she's lost I don't know, <laughs> <She's>, I don't know. <laughs> must have been she she brought something back from the from the penitentiary maybe she's rolling, maybe she's rolling your pages <laughs> maybe yeah yeah Jay I, I I don't know was it something I said I don't know. <laughs> No, I, I think she's just had a little loopy moment right now laughing her ass off. I don't know, because <laughs> I missed it, whatever it was. Well, I think she seriously rolled your book. I got the catcher in the rye here. Do you want to roll that one? Yes, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> roll that one up. Yeah. So how did you, where were you when you first thought of your book? That's a good one. Um, I, where in my first thought of what would become the book, it was just a year ago this month, I was uh, at the beach, and I was working on a class on the Cold War, and that class on the Cold War was all about the 20th century, and I was doing the class, and I was also reading a series of books called The Dresden Files, which is a wizard detective series books, and then I was reading a book called Confessions of a D-List Villain. And I just thought about putting all those things together. I thought about taking the superheroes, uh, the fantasy elements, and the events of the 20th century and making that a book. But originally it took place in the present day, and I just had it to where being a superhero was a job. It was more commonplace. And I was in the back seat of the car. We were driving back from, uh, it was Orange Beach, Alabama, like a seven-hour drive. And I just started writing on my notes on my phone. I just wrote this like background for how the world became this way, and that came, became the basics for the book. Okay, I was at Orange Beach. Yeah, I was. I was. I always wonder where people 
Oh, I'll always remember that. And first then, develop their ideas. Like, where were they in their life and what were they doing? Yeah, I was probably looking to transition a lot of things in my life. I was, <laughs> I was working on my master's. I was, uh, you know, kind of, I've been pursuing some passions. I've been trying to get back into acting and that wasn't working out. And then I was, uh, I decided to get back into writing because I've been away from it for so long. And I hadn't tried fiction in a while, but I love fiction. I'm always reading fiction, so I figured it was a good thing. Good, good thing to try my hand at. And where from? So after you got your 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 thought process of how you wanted to write the book and all that, so what's the necessary steps you took to like to say how did you find a publisher? How did you how did you get the ball rolling? And how did you know if that was the right way to go with it or like? Is it pure instinct or what? No, man, I still don't know. And I'm the ball is still rolling. It's still a process. Um, I wrote <clears throat> over a thousand pages before I published the ones I had. Uh, in December, I wrote about 135,000 words and completely scrapped it and started over again because it wasn't exactly what I wanted. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, it was about, I, I took elements from that, but then I rebuilt it into um, what became the book. Um, I'm self-published, so I started my own publishing company, like I said, and that was more or less to get it out there, you know, so I had a way to get it out there, and now my goal is to uh, solicit uh, literary agents, and that's what I've been doing really just the last week or two. I've I just been taking it step by step, whether it's right or wrong. I decided to let the book get out there, get some initial reviews, and once that was available once it's shown that it's finished, it's available, it's had, um, you know, some positive reviews on Amazon. Uh, then I thought it was time to start querying the agents and people that could possibly take it to the next level. So that's where we are right now. Now, you said you had you're, you're working on children's books. Yes, uh, I wrote one and it worked out really well. There's going to be a fundraiser in August. Uh, my son's school, River Hill School. Um, I wrote a book for, uh, I, I guess it took place there. It's called uh, Little Wolfie at River Hill School. And I went to the school. I read it for Read Across America. It got a good response. And we decided to open um, the illustrations to the students. So the kids submitted the artwork. And from 100, more, or 100 or more submissions, we picked less than 20. Uh, we've put the book together. I'll send you the proof later if you want to take a look at it. Uh, we've put it together, and it'll be available in August as a fundraiser item for River Hill School. Um, I'll keep selling it on my author page on Amazon uh, after that as well. Speaking of your reviews, I was going to ask you, you have 22 five-star reviews. Did you read them by chance? Yes, I read them all. You do? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> those, those, are like, those are like gold to an indie author. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once you get once you get past mom and dad's review, all bets are off, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the scary part of it all. Actually, you... I don't think my parents have even let, read a review on it. Um, I know my sister has. My mom doesn't read a lot. She has not read the book yet. She's still working on it. It'll take her a while to finish. So go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to ask you. You said you're on tour. Do you come up? To, are you coming up to New England at all? The tour has all been virtual at this point because, uh, you know, I'm just one guy and I've just got a book that no one's heard of. Um, right. One day I'd, I'd imagine going to comic cons. That would be my goal. Uh, you guys have any cons? Jay, Jay.
Can you yes. hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hear. I hear you fine. I just got the feedback. I, I just said, do you guys have any cons in New England? Oh yeah. Sweet. There's a con going on this weekend. It's oh, called wow. Massive Con. <clears throat> That's where her bumblebee is this weekend. Is uh, she just dropped the car off? Yeah. I just got back dropping the car off at the Massive Con down in Worcester, Massachusetts, at the DCU Center. I um, love bumblebee. Feel free to check out the page. Okay, it, I will. <laughs> the Facebook page for it is Old Bee Replica, um, and that is for our 1977 Bumblebee Camaro. Um, I bought that three years ago, and we bring it out to car shows, and we go to cons and do all kinds of stuff with it. So you're not a Bumblebee purist. You don't think he has to be a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Not a fan, huh? I'm looking for what was it called again? B- Old B replica. Yeah. So that, yeah. that that bumblebee cart is actually yours, Jill. Yeah. That's nice. Pretty good. You can find. I, I gotta say, I will always love the Volkswagen Bug bumblebee because that was the first Transformers figure I ever got. Um, and they're supposed to make a bumblebee solo movie, and it's speculated they might go back to that look for bumblebee. So you gotta go get a Volkswagen Bug. Didn't know, um, I could have sworn I saw a review on that, um, yep. That's him. <clears throat> I could have sworn I saw a review on the, the Camaro versus the Bug, and a lot of people said that they don't want it to go to the Bug. <laughs> I don't know what they want or don't want, I just know that the idea of the solo movie is that it takes place in the 80s, and they might just go back to the original look because it's supposed to be in the past. Maybe like an origin story. Yeah. I don't know if that means that he would be a bug the whole movie, though. I mean, you might see him as a bug for a while, and then he gets the Camaro look at some points. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see at least a reference to it. That, that'd be interesting to me. I, I just like the old-school Transformers. I do have to say, um, before I go even further old school to get uh, the Volkswagen. <laughs> I need to get my hands on the Camaro from I think it was the 2012 movie. The third one. That one was my favorite. Well, the newer one, not the old school one, but when they came out, when he transformed into the new version of it. The new Camaro? Yes. That, yeah, that. Yes. That, that was when <clears> I was <throat> like, oh, I need one of those to go with our old Bumblebee. And then me and my dad can drive them together and go to shows together. And we can start a museum. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and in that movie, that, that, that Camaro is a prototype, <laughs> huh? Say that again? In that movie, that, that Camaro is a prototype. It wasn't actually released yes. yet. Correct. It's like you see it here first. Yeah, I think they had an updated model every Transformers movie, but I've... Yeah. I've I've kind of fallen asleep at the wheel, pun intended, with the Transformers saga. That's okay. Bumblebee is your protector. He's your guardian. He'll get you where you need to go. I hope so. <laughs> I, re- I really hope so. He's driving the car and it's like talking to you and shit and like building himself uh, up to a robot. I- I'm nervous about what happens to Bumblebee in the last <laughs> night. I mean, it looks like yeah. he uh, he gets his bumble ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he could be finished. Was there, is there a, does the comic, does it follow the comic in any way? Does anybody know that? Or if there's any written material about the, the, the Dark Knight? The Last Knight, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, thought it was to- I, I hope that's totally original because I hope nobody thought of that. I hope how that many, is not different. <laughs> how many different comic books are out there for 
I'm trying to think how I can word this and how I can ask this. So, so for Transformers, how many different comics are there for Transformers of like style-wise? Because it's really hard to answer Rot's question because so many different people do the same stuff, but they're on their take of it though. Yeah, that's, that's true. Trans- Transformers is more about the animated series, because that was the basis for selling toys. So in the 80s, you had the original Transformers series. In the early 2000s, you had Transformers Armada. Then you had the Transformers um, CGI series more recently. That was to coincide with the Bay Era movies. So there's at least three, but there were also films in between the original series and Armada. I don't know if they share continuity. It's pretty cool that you know that. And not to be off this whole, uh, while it's fresh in my mind, this is not got anything to do with Bumblebee or Transformers, but... So did you do your own cover? My cover, not at all, no. I went to the professionals for that, because okay. I, I, I'm i a writer, I'm not an artist. That's, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. <laughs> and people have asked me that, and I'm like, I'm very flattered, but it, I, I did try my hand at a few covers with just uh, fonts, and I had this idea that I could make a cover with superhero logos, because I, I thought of logos for everybody. I like emblems. That's something I like about superheroes. They have symbols. Um, so I was like, okay, I could put their logos as the cover, and I was working on that. I was working with it, and my, I was showing it to betas, and betas were like, yeah, that's cool. That's all right. And then I had one really good beta who's a good friend of mine that says, man, it looks like shit. Pay somebody. <laughs> and I'm so thankful to him. That's my good friend, Stefan. I got to give him a shout out. He, he was the one that was really honest and said, you know, if your cover is not good, your your book's going to suffer. And he was so right. So well, it's an eye catcher, you know? He, he was, well, he was totally right. You got to, whatever the book is, you know, whatever the genre, if your cover is crap, people just aren't going to pick it out unless they're specifically looking for it. So uh, I went with JD and J Designs. That was who I uh, shopped around and looked for. I found a good spot there. Um, the interior artwork was done by GV Art. If you're ever in need of something for your show, uh, check him out on Twitter. It's at GV-Art. He did all of the uh, chapter heading artwork, which was back to the logo idea that I had. So each chapter has its own artwork. And he also did the maps for the book, where we divided up the United States and the Hawaiian Islands as well. So he, he did all that for me, and he did it very fast and affordably, too. So on the cover, was it like, did you get together and um, brainstorm ideas up, or did uh, they did you tell them what you're kind of looking for, and they kind of put a twist on it? Um, no, it was, it was pretty one-way communication. I told them what I wanted on the cover. And they gave me sketches, they gave me, then they would give me, uh, color versions, and then they would give me options for the font based on what I described. Uh, the first email that I ever sent, and I gotta thank them for not ripping their hair out at the first email, if it was in a Word file, it would probably would have been 20 pages of description for what I wanted on this cover. <laughs> I was like, and the hair of this character will be slightly swaying to the left in the breeze as the <laughs> as the ant on his shoulder creeps to convey. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. I had to send them a second email and said, I'm sorry, guys. I think I got on some Adderall when I wrote that. <laughs> uh, let's make it a little simpler and focus on four characters and the symbol in the middle. 
And then that was what we did. And I really just gave them portions of the book, and they made the characters from there. I was pretty happy with how it turned out overall, but in the future, you'll see the different characters on the cover and some of the same characters as they evolve and develop. Uh, for instance, you got to see the second version of the Clockwork Armor. That's coming out in the next book, too, because if you've got Power Armor, you got to keep upgrading it, you know? Um, the one thing I keep looking at is a sword behind you, Jay. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Uh, to your to your right. Oh, that's uh, my that's my Connor McCloud. Yeah, Highlander. Not there can lie. be only a, <laughs> there. Sh- there should have been only one. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, Japanese katana. I don't. Do you like the Highlander series? Uh, never really got far deep into it. Is that a lightsaber that there underneath it? Oh yeah, Luke. Uh, well, I guess it's Ray's lightsaber now, but um, yeah, that's the original uh, Grafwex. Do that thing, huh? That's no, uh, no cheapy right there. <laughs> oh well, this was one of the Force FX lightsabers from um, I don't know. You can go get them at Walmart, but with the blade coming out, yep. I, I just took pipe cutter and chopped it off. Oh, okay. He did a yeah. little uh, customization himself. At home, man. <laughs> Cool, cool. All right, Jay, it was yeah. good uh, having you on the Rolling Off Track podcast. I know some people out there, they, they, they tend to say Rolling Off The Track, but this is just Rolling Off Track podcast. That might have been me. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, I, I heard you say it once, and uh, there was, there's, some other, there's, a, there's a lot more other people that, that uh, tweet, tweet the same thing also, Rolling Off The I think Track. It's because it flows just naturally, roll off the track. I don't know. <laughs> No, I just want to, uh, you know, say thanks for Jay coming on and doing his thing and tell us a little bit more about his book. And I can't oh, wait to yeah. get. I, I guess you got signed one in the poster. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You want to post it too, don't you? I'm good with the book. She's good with the book. <laughs> oh, I want one. You want one too, Chris? And I'm in. Chris is in. He'll be know. behind me next time we're on the podcast. So <laughs> what I'll do, Jay, is I'll, I'll send them all out at the same time. So if we get yeah. two, I'll put two books in. Uh, Chris wants a poster, apparently. Rock Pod, you want a poster? Yeah. That's easy. That sounds great. So you'll have to sign four posters. <laughs> that I think I can handle that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can. After writing you know, all that pages of, of awesomeness. Sounds great. Yeah, I'll send that on over. Sounds good. And Jay, do you have any anything to say to the uh, Rod Pod listeners? Hey guys, you're listening to Rod Pod. A great time on the show. Check me out on Twitter at Jay Sandlin Writer. Outbreak Mutiny, the book, is on sale on Amazon in paperback and ebook for ninety nine cents. And I uh, hope to talk to you soon. So heck yeah, we'll have them back on plenty of times. Yep. And uh, as always, you can find everything at RollingOffTrackPodcast.com. You can find me at Dog of Days, and that's with a Z23 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and my Twitch. And I will always be putting up my sponsors' promo codes, so keep an eye out for those. Um, don't forget to use the promo code while checking out. And um, if you have any questions or want to chat, you know where I'm at, Dog of Days with a Z23. And... Uh, that's it for me. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, my website, and on Twitter. Um, I am Jill the Photon. And 
Also, you can find the project we have on Facebook, Tell Me the Story Project. Um, and the last thing that I have is, because we mentioned it today, I have a page for the Transformers Bumblebee replica that I have from the first Transformers movie. You can find that facebook.com slash old, or facebook.com, yeah, at slash whatever the hell it is, old <laughs> replica. <laughs> and Valuta Joker? Joker? Would he prematurely disappear? Rookie? <laughs> All right. Oh, there he is. I'm here. I'm on uh, Twitter. It's just Valuta Joker. All together, one word. All right, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace out. Hashtag one more. <laughs>